Hi, good morning. Um, so I'm here because I was supposed to have class today, but then I saw that it was canceled because of election day, which is awesome. Um, I need to catch up. I need to fucking play catch up. This happens every damn term. I get up to week five and then I think I've been doing so well the whole term. I usually do pretty good on the midterm and then boom as fuck. I'm slipping because I kind of get cocky and then I'm kind of like, oh, this shit's easy. I can actually scale back on how much time I'm spending in school because I understand this almost too well. And then I stop or then I slow down and then I start not understanding things so well. And then I'm like, shit. Um, so I just need to put in the time, but it's just so hard. You know, it's so hard because, um, it's just really hard because I want to do other things. I don't want to do one thing consistently all of the time. Um, I get bored by routines and, you know, the mundane and I don't know, just doing the same things every day. Like I hate lack of variety. It really dampens my mood and it just, you know, I don't know. It's not fun. I even like establishing a habitual like morning routine um and like nighttime routine um which is something that i do believe that everyone should do um because it's like it's fairly benign you know like because i mean if i don't have a routine like a good morning routine then i'm just gonna have kind of a sloppy morning routine and having a morning routine just makes it easier to get out of bed um it's kind of like that you're autopiloting anyway in the AM, you know? And like, this is not the complete and entire AM. It's just like the first 20 minutes of being awake, you know, it's, you're, you haven't turned on your thinking brain yet. So if you don't have like a good morning routine where you're doing good stuff and healthy stuff, then, you know, you're just going to do the easiest thing, which is, Probably for me, it would be grabbing my phone and just laying in bed, which makes it so much harder to get out of bed later on um, or like cuddling with my boyfriend, you know, which I, I do. I still do that. And I'm not sticking to the routine all of the time, but I have this app called Fabulous and like I've tried it before in the past and um, I hadn't thought about it yet. Like all of these things, you guys, it takes me a really long time to like think shit through. So anything that I talk about, if I'm talking about it, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. Shit lives in my brain. Like I pay a lot of fucking rent for a lot of shit in my brain right here. Like, I don't know. I like can't say that I think more than other people or I'm more thoughtful than other people because I've never been in anybody else's brain. But I'm pretty fucking sure that I'm an overthinker. Um, yeah. And I think about all types of shit. I don't know. It's probably, I hate blaming everything on my ADHD, but it's probably my ADHD. It's probably the ADHD and like the more feminine version of ADHD where, um, that's how you kind of, uh, express it. If you can't express it through physicality, which I don't know. I just remember being a kid and being like the more typical presenting ADHD type where like I'm like touching everything and I'm like very hands on and I'm just like trying to figure everything out and being like really harshly disciplined for it. Like, you know, I remember getting feedback in 
lower grades, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, that I talk too much. And then, you know, nothing, nothing, um, uh, constructive beyond that, you know, just that I talk too much. And so my parents were just like, you need to not talk so much. And so I became the quiet girl, but I wasn't the quiet girl because I was quiet. I was quiet because I didn't want to be disrespectful. I mean, that's, you know, I got bad feedback on talking too much. So I stopped talking so much, you know, as much as I live to express myself and I want to be my genuine self. Like, I think that that's something where, um, I still have conflict with um, internally because I want to express myself and I want to be myself and live authentically. But I also have respect for people, genuine respect for people that I don't want to give up or I don't want to dismiss as, um, you know, I don't want to be like, fuck the haters, da, 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 da. Like, even though I do feel that way, like, fuck the haters. But um, I have genuine respect for people and I care about people and I, if I'm making somebody uncomfortable, I want to adjust myself and I want to adjust how I am, you know? So there's an extent to which I'm willing to do that and I'm not a people pleaser and I'm not a pushover, but I'm not somebody who's just like, fuck what anybody thinks. I don't care if you're inconvenienced. Like, I feel like people like that are assholes and I wouldn't be comfortable doing that, you know? Um, but anyway, so that that was how I was still like, you know, I was like that when I was younger as well. And so I toned it down and, um, I, you know, I was always like selling shit. I was always like selling shit out of my backpack. Like I would buy shit like erasers, candies. I would bake cookies, bake brownies and sell it until I got in trouble for it. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, there's a genuine, like, you know, people always present genuine reasons when they discipline you. Right. And so I like, I believed it there. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm here to learn and it's a distraction, whatever, you know, like, I don't know. I was just, I became very aware of the ways in which I annoyed people um, when I acted naturally. So I really tried to suppress it. And then what happens when you try to suppress things like that um, with no good outlet for them is you start to daydream and you start to do it in your head and you start to like really be in your head about shit because there's nowhere for you to, you know, I just didn't know about good outlets. I didn't know about where to channel it and I didn't know how to form the question to ask that. So what I just did was go into my head when I when I had the time and I would really just let things grow and, and manifest internally. Um, and that, you know, that made me an anxious person, a stressed out child, <laughs> a worried kid. I'm always worrying about things, but also never expressing it because I didn't know how to express it externally. So I would just, I felt very isolated and alone. And um, externally, I think it did show because I was labeled like a weird kid. And that's not like just me thinking that I was weird because all, you know, all middle schoolers, now I'm talking about me in middle school and high school, like Everyone at that age feels like they're an outsider and a weirdo in some way or another. But I, you know, I feel like I definitely got that. Um, not that I wasn't liked. I think I was liked, but I was, you know, one of those kids where I was liked, but I was definitely like different. I was quirky. <laughs> I was People describe me as quirky and weird and whatever. And that was partly because I dressed different, but also because, um, 
I kind of have that um, personality that 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 seems kind of different and off because I didn't have a I didn't I feel like I didn't I didn't have the same thoughts as other people you know and that's really what I have to chalk it up to because I don't know what else would have made me different I mean I came from a pretty typical Asian family my parents were you know for Asian parents not that strict um, they were worried, but, you know, I, I had a social life. I had friends. I just was kind of different, you know, um, different. And like, it was, there was definitely a, um, um, I don't know. There was a shift. There was a shift and a difference in how I presented and how I came off to other people versus how I felt. I always, I think, came off cheery and quirky and happy and ditzy or whatever, but I was actually a very thoughtful, brooding person internally. And so that, you know, I didn't really feel um, understood, which I think was common, but yeah, I was and I tried a lot. You know, I feel like I came off careless a lot of time despite being a person who tried a lot and tried really hard in school, in friendships, in things. I was very aware, but um, I came off unaware. And until until I until the only time where I felt like my internal mass matched my external was when I was literally like depressed like on the edge of like dropping out of school whatever and then I talked to an advisor and then he was like you are an incredibly level-headed person there's no reason why you're dropping out of school and da, 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 da. and that made me feel incredibly isolated you know to hear that like there's no reason why you should feel like this um but regardless he helped me and helped my family um you know move into like kind of an alternative type of schooling like you know middle college early uh college like so I'm really glad because I don't know. I feel like it's hard to know for me when to act naturally versus when to um, try harder, if that makes sense. Try harder, develop my routines more, develop my habits more because I can always do that. You know, at the end of the day, I know I always can do that. I can do that. Like um, after I decided to have a morning routine and that it was a good idea, like, I can do it, you know? My morning routine is very simple, by the way. It's wake up, drink water, um, eat a good breakfast, and exercise. That's it. Um, very simple. And my mornings differ in all types of ways, but those three things stay consistent for the most part. Um, yeah. And it's not perfect. It's not like every single day I do that. There are days where, you know, I have to go to, I have an appointment or I'm going to breakfast or something where, like, I just skipped the routine that day, but in general, that's my morning routine. Um, but even that, like uh, instilling that was, you know, that had to be a conscious decision. I didn't want to just passively do that. Um, but, you know, the Fabulous app, it's a really great app. It was developed by, um, with, with Duke University researchers on behavior. And I don't know, it's just, 
um, you know, I, I don't know. I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. And I'm just like, I don't really see um, downsides that would outweigh the upsides of having that routine of waking up, drinking water, eating a good breakfast and exercising every day, you know, and I can add variety in other ways, but with those three things, maintaining consistency, it's important. And, um, you need to drink water every day. You do need to eat every day and exercising is good every day. And so, you know, there's certain things where, you know, you should do it every day. And so those three things, I don't, you know, I don't see a downside to doing them every day. Um, but yeah, so I guess what I'm saying that ties into that whole story about me being, you know, finally having to, to just express myself. And like, I really got to like, I don't want to say like a breaking point or whatever, but it was just like, I was like, okay, I can't pretend like I'm okay. I can't pretend like, um, you know, I can't pretend like I, you know, can, can handle traditional high school right now. Like I can't, like, it's just something about it. I went to a very packed high school and just the environment panicked me. And I tried with, you know, a lot of what I tried, you know, pushing my willpower, I tried everything and I just couldn't do, it. I couldn't handle it. It wasn't the right environment for me. And so finally, 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 I, I expressing myself honestly led me to moving to a different environment where I felt a lot more comfortable. And so when I went to early access college, I was like, wow, I should have done this a lot better, a lot sooner because I'm not even, you know, I, they didn't even put me in like a school where I was getting a lower quality education, you know, or anything like that. I was getting a better education. I was getting college credits and I like hadn't only gained from being honest, you know? So it's interesting, you know, because sometimes when we're struggling, we're like, okay, we just need to push through it, push through it. But sometimes it's like, no, this is just simply not the right environment and you need to adjust your environment. So it's hard. It's hard for me to, um, even now to know when, when to do each of those things. Right. Um, a more low key example. I, there was this workout video on pop sugar fitness on YouTube. It's like a, you know, a pop sugar workout. It's a 30 minute abs and booty workout with this, um, fitness person instructor named Brittany babe, who I really like. I really like her. She's gorgeous. And, um, I don't know. I just like her because she's very down to earth, but like, she's also very like, I don't know, you know, when you're working out and like, you kind of go through waves of emotions. Like you're like, this is really hard. I can't get through this. Uh, maybe I should do the modified or like, um, sometimes you're like, Oh, this is not that bad. Or this feels really good. Like she just, I don't know. I feel like, um, she's on the money with like the things that she say, like when things get really hard then she's like, I know this is really hard, but keep pushing. Or if she's like, if it's really hard, then she'll say, it's okay if you need to do the modified for this one. That's totally okay. You're working the same muscle groups. Like I just, you know, she says what I need to hear. <laughs> um, so anyway, but that was, that has not always been true. I started, I did that workout video in April and this was like, I think it was during, yeah, this is like when quarantine started and I couldn't go to the gym anymore. So I was like, 
uh, I was living at the old house at the time with my roommate and I would just kind of jog around in the park and then there was a track there and then there was like a little area for you to work out. So I would turn on that video and try to do it and I could not fucking do it y'all like that shit like kicked my ass like I could not fucking do it like I could not keep up with it. It was so difficult. I did not have the upper body strength and I just was like collapsing and I was like really mad at myself because I was like, why can't I do this video like the fuck, you know? And I tried again and again, and I just got mad. And then I was like, fuck that. And so I just kept, you know, I just did cardio, basically running around um, the block and stuff like that. And then I started doing yoga. I remember I started doing yoga, of course, yoga with Adrian. Anybody who does yoga on YouTube will know who yoga with Adrian is. Um, And I did it at my boyfriend's house. And then I was like, I really like this. this. That was really relaxing. And also, I felt like I got a workout, you know. And so I've you know, been consistently doing yoga for some time, basically the whole time that we've been in quarantine and the whole time that COVID's been around. And just the other day, like I started, I went back to that video and I was able to follow along and it was challenging, but it wasn't like impossible, you know? And so I think for me, when something seems impossible, I like doubt myself and I'm like, why can't I do that? You know? And sometimes it's just, you need to put yourself in the environment where things don't seem that impossible. Like, yeah, there's a difference between something being challenging and something feeling like that's actually like you're in over your head. Um, yeah. So I was like, I was able to do the video and I was like, okay, so lesson here is that I did the right thing basically is that like, I just kind of scaled back. I did yoga videos. I built my strength to the point where I could do this video and it wasn't too easy, but it wasn't too hard. Like, I don't know for me, I guess on a spiritual level, on a deeper level, like it's hard for me to accept when things are too hard. Like I don't, I don't know, like that doesn't seem like a thing, a thing at all. You know, if something's too hard, it's because, oh my God, I hate to say this, but if something's too hard, it's because I'm not good enough. And that's how I feel, you know? Um, and literally I'm working, I'm unraveling this right now though. Like something's too hard. It's because... I'm not there yet, but I think before thinking this through, I believe that me not being there yet is a sign of my weakness. Um, But really what it is, is I just need to maybe scale back and build myself up to the point where that thing does not seem impossible anymore. You know? Yeah, I I guess what I'm realizing is that things can be too hard, but that doesn't mean that they will always be too hard. If something is too hard right now, don't just, yeah, don't just do it for, don't just do it and like keep doing it and hoping that, hoping that it'll be easier, but like maybe start somewhere where it's challenging, you know? Oh my God, there's like a sweet spot. There's definitely a sweet spot where something is challenging, but you're able to execute it. Although maybe not perfectly, but if you're able to execute it, that's like, if you're barely able to execute something, that's probably right where you need to be. And then once you master that and you move on to the next level, then you'll be there where you're barely able to execute it, but then you'll perfect that as well. Perfect means get better at it, not like 
reach perfection because a lot of times perfection is not even achievable. It's just something we strive for. But wow, wow, that's really nice to think about because like pole right now, it seems impossible to me, y'all. Like I can barely do a spin just because I don't have the upper body strength and it feels really bad. It feels really bad because I'm seeing all these all these dudes that come to my house like my boyfriend and my boyfriend's friends and my friends, like they can just swing on the pole like nothing. It's because they have upper body strength. And I'm like, I'm the person who the pole is here for. Like I'm the pole dancer and I can't do any of that. But maybe I'm just not there yet. But when I am there, the pole will be right there. So that's nice. Um, yeah, weirdness. My social life's been interesting, definitely changed. How I feel about other people changes so much. Um, the hermit crab. It's so fucked up. <laughs> when I was feeling social, we couldn't go out. And then now, like, oh, well, I guess cases are rising. We're still supposed to be at home. Pero I've, you know, I'm thinking, like, holiday season, like, all these holidays. Like, starting with Halloween, which I think is the first holiday, like, Thanksgiving isn't like I, I count Halloween um, but like oh man the Spotify app like I don't even know what it's doing you guys I got a flip phone well I'm getting one in the mail um, I just need to get off the smartphone because I, I know that that's something that I do. Look, coping mechanisms is like a big part of our behavior. And so um, I feel like just scrolling through your phone as a coping mechanism is beyond, like it's beyond like just like bad for you or like bad for your mental health, which it is, but it's just like a fucking boring coping mechanism extremely boring extremely basic like I don't want to do it I'd rather do hard drugs to cope than scroll through my phone to cope it's so lame um my favorite coping mechanism is introspection is um writing and talking like this it's it's nice and I think I learn a lot from it but um you can't be doing that all the time you know and I guess when I'm around other people, especially, like, it's so easy to just look down at your phone, pero, like, I don't want to do that all the time, you know? Anyway, I'm going to put on some music and YouTube because I just, I like um, podcasting with music on in the background. All right. Um, so anyway, social life, like, I don't know. I feel like my friends, I love them, but I just need new friends. I want to keep the friends that I have. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I want new friends. I want to add to my social circle. I want it to get bigger. Not like I'm unhappy with my friends or anything. It's just like, I don't know. 
I love meeting new people and I want to continue meeting people and it's just so hard right now and I don't know how to go about it. Um, a couple nights ago, I just hit up some old friends that I haven't seen since high school and I was never really close to them. Um, my friends Anaja and Nautica, like, you know, we've never hung out one-on-one. -on -one. It's always been in group settings or at school or whatever. And so I hit them up, we got drinks and then we got dinner and it was like wonderful. And I was like, I'm really glad I did that. And it happened because I hit them up because it was like a night where my boyfriend was out and I was just like, why am I here by myself? Like, why am I, you know, some, most nights when he goes out, I'm like, cool. I enjoy being by myself and I just relax. But then that night I was antsy to go out and then I just didn't know who to hit up because I had just seen my best friend Sable and uh, yeah, I had just, I had recently seen all the people that I um, are friends with. And I think I just had like a party or something. When I say party, don't worry. It was like barely like five people there. So COVID is real and I'm not fucking around with COVID. Trust me. I'd be seeing Halloween pictures of people at pack parties and I judge them. So don't worry, but a kickback, you know, let me gather my thoughts. Um, so yeah, so I had dinner with them. We like ate outside, we drank outside and it was really nice. It was really nice to see them. And I feel like I got to know them a lot better and it was extremely fulfilling and meaningful to me. Like I think that those interactions are very meaningful. I love getting to know people, um, especially women, which I kind of let nature run its course when I was younger. And what nature did was <laughs> what that meant was that like I was basically only befriending men and guys men fucking guys little boys because um if I was gonna say oh I'm just gonna let nature run its course like with girls like befriending girls takes more effort <laughs> you know so I was just like uh I'm not really into putting an effort like I'll just let nature run its course and that meant that I was just meeting all these guys that wanted to fuck me <laughs> And I was, like, too young and too naive to understand that, like, if you're just going to say yes to, like, every invitation and just, like, let whatever happen in your social life, then you're going to end up – well, for me, I ended up with my social, social circle being basically guy friends. And there's levels, you know? Like, there are guy friends who are, like, they're genuinely your guy friends and they would fuck you if they had the chance, but they're not. You're going to be mad if they never fuck you, you know? And then there's guys where they're, act, they're like, pursuing you, but then their method is to befriend you. And then, you know? And so then, um, I don't know. That was the, the, the baseline. The baseline of effort for me to gain friends was very low effort like you know so then with girls it's like girls you know that's I feel like how for girls it's like okay you kind of have to put in equal energy and effort and like it's a little harder sometimes to like meet up or whatever and they're not going to just drop everything you know like you're not just going to drop everything 
if you're a straight girl, you're not just going to drop everything to hang out with like another straight girl for the first time normally. But there are girls out there like that who are down to hang out. And so like, that's kind of like who I'm trying to befriend right now because look last time, not that like now that I'm in a relationship, I'm like anti being friends with guys or anything. Like I still have my guy friends. I still love my guy friends and I'm still open to being friends with a, a guy, but it's just trickier territory now. Like I'm not going to lie. Like last time I befriended a guy, man, like he did some shady shit and like me being an easygoing person when I'm in the company of other people, it's just like, I had to like step back and like when I was talking to my boyfriend, my boyfriend was like, I don't know. Oh my God. It just like made him really sad. And I didn't fuck the guy or anything. I didn't even kiss the guy or anything, but he definitely had his hand on my thigh. And I was just like, whoa, you know, like that's inappropriate. And it was like very early on in my relationship with Tommy. And so I just like, it was just weird. And then I was just like, that's just tricky and messy. And and then and then that led me to realizing like, oh shit, like I've always known that like guys, like I have more guy friends and that like part of that is because, you know, there's like sexual energy or whatever, but That's obviously, I don't know. I feel like that's obviously not appropriate right now that I'm in a relationship. And um, it gives me, it makes me have like a warped view of what it means to be somebody's friend. Or like it gives me a warped view of like how much effort friendships require. Because naturally in those sort of friendships, I'm putting in less effort. And I don't, I kind of get my way with shit. And like that's not how real 50 50 friendships work you know 